Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're talking about traveling around Europe on a budget. Last week we did living in Germany on a budget, and now we're doing traveling around Europe to, you know, wherever wherever you your heart may take you. Yeah, perhaps you guys see a theme, a lot of uh, budget-ness coming Jeff in here. Jeff and I do not like spending money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like he said, traveling to Europe and once you're here around Europe, cheaply, Let's uh, start saving those pennies. Let's do it. Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by MyExpatTaxes.com. I used their tax services last year to file a return for my U.S. taxes, and it was beyond easy. You know, before I had used other tax companies that I had found online, but just to file my U.S. taxes, they were charging me around $500. MyExpatTaxes.com was, of course, a much lower price. Now, they have a do-it-yourself option in which you simply input your information and answer simple questions, or they have another option where you pay a little bit more and you get a certified tax specialist to look over your return, make sure everything is groovy and as it should be. To be honest, as a freelancer, I felt better going with that option and having somebody you know, who knows what they're doing, check that I'd filled out everything correctly. Don't forget taxes are due in the U.S. on June 15th, but of course you can file for a free extension. Use our discount code AGDW to receive 10% off any services you book. To learn more, of course, just go to myexpattaxes.com. And here we go. We are now starting episode 68. 68. How you guys doing? Yeah. Good to have you back. <laughs> I was waiting for an answer, but uh, no one's answering us because it's just you and me in this uh, in this room right now. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> but, or not at all, but yeah. <laughs> but of course, we wish all of you people were somehow crammed in this room watching us it would be record. That would not be awkward. A live show in your bedroom filled to the brim with people. That would not be uh, ideal, Jeff Ree. No, but what an experiment that would <laughs> what be. An experiment that would be. <laughs> Anyways, let's get started with the usual news and yes. tidbits and what have you. You know. <laughs> All right. Uh, starting Monday, June seventh, everyone in Germany, regardless of their age or health, will be allowed to get a vaccination. Woohoo! Uh, as we mentioned last week, it's hard to get an appointment, so you got you got to be patient. You got to keep looking every single day. Um, yeah, I'd say just look every day. And I say multiple times a day, you just got to keep clicking and, if, you know, sometimes randomly it'll say, yep, we got an appointment available. But yes, it is hard to get an appointment. And I myself finally got a vaccination appointment, which yes. is freaking awesome. A few days ago. Congratulations. I got my first shot in, uh, in mid-June and my second one in mid-July. So at least I'll be vaccinated for part of the summer. Yeah, you for know, sure. I, I was really uh, worried that this was going to happen, uh, you know, in September or something. So that just shows that uh, if you keep trying, eventually you'll find an appointment. So do not worry. Germany's uh, Germany's are getting there. They're, they're getting there. Yeah, we have we, the, the, a lot of the country has their first dose already. Like yeah. almost 50%. Exactly. And what, what, almost 20% has their second dose. So like it's... What, when's your second dose coming along? Uh, my second dose is uh, tomorrow. To oh, tomorrow. tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Yeah, I'm nice. getting my, my second one, which is different than my first one. But, you know, it is what it is. My first one's AstraZeneca. My second one's Moderna. Germany said it's fine, so I'm just gonna trust them. And nice uh, vaccination cocktail. I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, super anti, super against COVID. I'm mean, Mr. COVID man. Awesome. Except like against it. So like Mr. Vaccine man. <laughs> you know, actually, I specifically booked both my appointments for Thursdays because I figured if I do get sick, I'd want it to be after we record the podcast. Uh -huh. So Because yeah. originally I was booking it for like, the first available date was a Tuesday, but then I was like, hmm, what if I'm like all screwed up? Because I know you had a, ba a bad time with your first one. Right, yeah. So I'm like, nah, I'll just be screwed up on Thursday. And oh, you know. What a guy you are. Did it for you guys. What a guy. Uh, also, speaking of, you know, vaccines and things getting better in Germany, uh, starting this Friday, June 4th, so... A few days ago, by the time this gets released, uh, in Germany, you know, or at least in Berlin, you no longer need a negative test result to eat outdoors at bars or restaurants or to go into stores. Uh, things are opening up. Uh, if you want to yeah. eat inside, you still need to have a negative test, but outside. But it's summer. Want who wants to eat inside? But but pretty much kind of all going. And even today, I went to a shop who uh, a hardware store was already just not uh, not looking for test results. Uh, yeah, the, the the city is is really opening up again. And then I'm like, oh, this is why I love this city so yeah. much. You're I mean, we're things. not completely back to normal. No, I mean, it'll be a while. Yeah, but uh, 
but things happen fast. Like uh, the the daily inc- or the weekly incident rate numbers dropped dramatically. We're under for like forty now or something. What's I mean, the opposite of like skyrocketing? Yeah, exactly. But we like were sky falling. We were like hovering around two hundred for the longest time. So when they say that we're around forty, kind of, I can't even compute. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's no. true. Yeah, we're like 33 or something. It doesn't matter. We are, it's, it's in good shape. The country's Germany's finally, you know, got their shit together. It just took them a, six months later than everyone else. It was a little bit delayed after the States, but uh, it's okay. We're here, and uh, I'm sure a lot of Americans right now are, are, are already going out to restaurants and have been for oh, a while Oh, have been now. for a while, absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, so... Good for you guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the States is already half vaccinated, both doses, so yeah. um, they're rocking and rolling, but you know what? I want to rock and roll with some whiskey. We do, yes. And we did, oops, we did say uh, last week we're trying to cut down our intros. And look at that, Jeff. Cut. We did it. Nice. Yes. That's short intro. Short, short intro. And sweet. So what we have today is another whiskey. <laughs> what is it? It's called Few. F-E-W. Um, F-E-W Few. And this is a rye whiskey uh, distilled from grain. Artisan spirit. I don't know what that means, but it's a forty-six point five percent alcohol, ninety-three proof, and a nice another um, square bottle, square rectangular bottle, uh, cubis, if you will. <laughs> it's again few spirits, F E W, and I'll read the back for you, please. Bear witness to the revival of rye. Ooh. The revival of rye. I didn't know it went away. Me neither. <laughs> I've been happily enjoying rye for a while. I know, but this is the revival. Apparently, oh well. We've been drinking shit rye. <laughs> then it's just going to be even better. I Every mean. rye I've been having is garbage compared to this. Born in the hardy grain, our generous rye content is married with the sweetness of corn for a genteel interpretation of a venerable spirit. This is really uh, challenging my English, <laughs> my English right here. <laughs> Thanks, bottle. You must have an eighth grade reading level to read this whiskey bottle. (laughs) This bottle's making me feel like an idiot. (laughs) House in air-dried oak barrels, its spicy character transcends mere resurgence. This is the renaissance of rye. Oh, my God. Yo, they speak really uh, highly of themselves. Things have been built up. And from what I remember... This uh, this is distilled in Chicago and Chicago. Chicago. Um, so see. this is uh, you know this is coming from Al Capone's uh, former stomping grounds, you know, in Evanston, Illinois. So maybe that's a borough of Chicago. I don't know. Yeah. Anyone from uh, the Bean City? This might be this might, have, might have been the rye that was you know uh, made in a bathtub in Prohibition era. You know what I mean? I mean, could have been. I doubt it. No, I, yeah. I actually no, sure I know for not. a fact. Yeah, but you know. bought on Amazon. Yeah. So, but you know, it could have been. It was the same same original recipe like KFC, some original <laughs> seasoned spices. Um, but they, yeah, they really talked themselves up in this in this battle. So um, I, and I, I just sounded Chicago I, I right there. There's some handwritten stuff on this bottle, which I, anytime there's anything handwritten, it always feels a little special. But I, honestly, I can't tell what's handwritten or if it's like a sticker to make it look like it's handwritten. Mm. It's definitely a hand. What information are they are they given? It says Paul Letzko, master distiller, with, with his. With a signature, but that's definitely stamped on. That's not a real signature. And handcrafted in small batches, it says. This is batch number 19L16. That's the good one. That's the, I mean, that's the best I've heard. Let's crack it open. All right, let's go, Chicago. Ooh, that great was a, that pop. Was a strong pop. Thank you, sir. I spilled some of my wiener. <laughs> Awkward pause. <laughs> Don't know, don't know what to say to that. It's got a little whiskey wiener. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, let's, okay. let's move on. Let's smell this. Okay. Mm, smells good. Very nice so far. It smells like, dare I say, a whiskey resurgence. <laughs> or re- Wait, but hold on a second. I, I have to go back to that. It does say... Oh, please don't read it again. Revival. But then it says renaissance. That's, not, that's both. Is, can you have both of those? It's very similar, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, like a like a like the, the Renaissance and the art world would, right, would, a, would be uh, it would be like a revival, you know? True, yeah. true. It's re- yeah, okay. In, in a sense, I mean, they're not they're not like exact synonyms, but they're pretty close. Not so they're not any synonyms. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Ooh, that's good. That's spicy. That is spicy. Strong. Yeah. It's actually not that strong because it's 46. We, a lot of whiskeys we've had are like 50-something. Just well, tastes it's got, wrong. It's, it tastes wrong? 
sorry, tastes strong. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like, I don't think it actually is strong. It just tastes strong. No, it's actually less strong than most other whiskeys that we've had. But it's good. It is tasty. It's got a really nice burn to it. I like the uh, really smooth actually. The spiciness. It's, it, it's a, it comes in smooth for a second, and then it gets it gets kind of harsh, but in a good way. I got a little lingering here in the bottom of my throat, right below my Adam's apple. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a nice. This little, is good. This is a good rye. And mm. as you guys know, I am a rye guy. Not to say, I mean, you are. I don't know got, if you've any of you have heard this before, but Jeff is a rye guy. Jeff likes rye. That's I know it's a secret that I've been keeping, but and rye likes Jeff. Oh, that's great. Okay, well let's, let's move on and let's see what happens. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, before we get started into our main topic, uh, if you'd like to, you know, if you're feeling so inclined, if you're on your phone, your thumbs are bored. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. It only takes like 10 seconds, but also, if you don't have 10 seconds, then don't do it either. That's yeah. okay. Or you don't like the podcast. That's uh, you know? that's also your prerogative. It's your life, man. Yeah. Live it. Um, yeah. Subscribe wherever you're listening on, you know, you can yeah. do that too. And, you know, visit agdwpodcast.com because yeah. there's lots of goodies and whiskey bottle pictures and extras and all that kind of fun stuff I, and all the like links. The world's most uh, website. Website. It's, it's, it is the most visited website on the internet. Yeah. Um, Amazon's number three. So we're really pushing ahead there. AGDWpodcast.com. It is a website. Right. We created the most popular website in the world, but we forgot to monetize it. Right. So, uh, so no one knows about it. So it's a popular website, but we're broke. And Amazon's three and he's a billionaire. So, you know, what can you do? Yeah. Hey, you but, win some, you lose some. Speaking of being broke. Whoa. Didn't even try to plan that one. Wow. We're just going to jump right into we're the topic. In. If you are broke, but you have a little, just that little enough to do a travel uh, trip to Europe. Or even if you have money, but you just want to save some money. These are all great tips about traveling around Europe. On the cheap. On yeah. the cheap. Yeah. Because um, traveling around Europe generally isn't super expensive, but it can add up after a while. Yeah. And of course... If you do things wrong or or you just ex- want a certain standard of lifestyle, right. it, it, it can get very expensive. Yeah, It can get very expensive. And especially, you know, a lot of Americans who've never been to Europe, they know Europe's small because it's way smaller than the States. And they think, you know, like it's a stone's throw away. You still got to you still got to get these to these places and you still got to fly sometimes, take trains and you got to get around somehow. And it, it can cost, it, it can get up there after sure. a while. Yeah. So I would say that this podcast episode is for people who are not expecting luxury. This, so if, if you, if you're more of a luxury traveler, these tips are not going to be good for you because we'll be cutting corners in the places that you probably don't want to. So, right. you know, so we're, we're both also not ever, uh, we're like, we're not really uh, resort type people anyways. So these aren't like yeah on a on a rare occasion I want to be like do the rock star thing for like a weekend uh, sometimes yeah. I like a treat yourself you yeah. know what I mean like exactly. I want to treat myself exactly. and pretend yeah. that like I'm really rich and it can be nice every once in a while but I prefer uh, smaller areas but we'll talk about this later exactly yeah and and me and Alex of course have done lots of traveling around Europe I did uh, several uh, backpacking trips when I was eighteen and one when I was twenty one uh, that were several months long so of course. Yeah. I, I learned a lot about saving money then as well. Um, so uh, let's just dive in and yeah. we, we got to start somewhere. And where do we start? We start with packing. So we, we, we broke down the episode in different descriptions from packing to like being here. Different descriptions? That's it. Different sections from like packing your bags <laughs> to being here. And you're like, how can you pack the bag in a cheap? We're going to tell you how and why. So the first one is uh, stick to, if you can, stick to one bag. And it's just going to save you a bunch of money and headaches. And if you can have that bag, be a uh, a large backpack because yes. then that's something that's easy to move around with. Because you know, uh, Europe is uh, kind of classically known for having uh, cobblestone. It's not great on those wheeled uh, roller suitcases. It, right, it's the loudest freaking thing in the world. You know. And, and I also found that uh, if you're traveling with a backpack and you're going on an airline, uh, especially the 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 ones that are flying within Europe, the domestic flights in Europe, you know, they have like these things when you're waiting in line. It says test your bag if you, if you can fit on the overcarriage thing. Right. And I use like a backpack with me and if I look at that thing, my backpack's not going to fit in there. But a lot of times the attendants never stop me because it's a backpack. So they're not focusing on it. Yeah. Right. Which is nice. But I would say if you do have one of the, cause if you have one of these backpacks that has like a rail system and it's taller than you are, like oh yeah, these they, guys, they will stop you. Yeah. You got to check those. Yeah. We've got like a medium, like 20 liter backpack. You can get away with it. You can really get away. Like let's say like a five, five day backpack. You can get away with taking that onto the plane without checking your bags. Therefore, you're on the plane and off super quick as opposed to waiting. Exactly. All this time. And you're saving money. That's the whole point of this, is because 
Um, a lot of airlines today, of course, they're charging a lot per bag, per right. especially checked bags. If you have these two, three suitcases, it's going to add up to an extra $50 per bag, maybe more. Um, so that's going to cost you money. And also having just one bag makes you more mobile, will save you money in the long run yes, as and, well. And remember too, like you're traveling, you can always wash your clothes. You know, you don't need to pack so much stuff. Um, Absolutely. And and I would say if you do have to bring a proper suitcase, always bring like a, you can, and you can buy them online for like really five bucks. These tiny kind of foldable uh, little day, day backpacks, day packs. And how that's going to save you money is while you're in Europe, every day you leave the house, have a tiny day pack on yes. you. You can bring snacks and stuff you buy at the local grocery store. You bring an apple, an orange, a bottle of water. And then as you're going around, you don't have to stop at a shop and spay, spend $5 on a bottle of water or that, you know, so like you bring your own cheap snacks to exactly. snack along the day and then you save money that way. And your hands are free. You're not carrying anything. Hands free is the way to be, Jeff. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And also when, when you are packing, um, take the things, this is like a little bit of, you know, a little advice. Take, take the things you want to pack, lay it on the table, lay it on your bed, on the floor, whatever. And of everything you think you need and just kind of let's like get rid of half that stuff. And bring that R really because there's going to be so many items that you think you need that you truly do not. And again, the but why we're mentioning this now is because maybe you're thinking, how could I just? I'm going for two weeks in Europe. How could I just have one bag? Is right. that, it's, a, it's not possible. And I can tell you, backpack for two months with one bag, it is possible. There's just a lot of things that are going to weigh you down and take space that you just don't need. And I think one of those is uh, clothing. Clothing. Say you're in Europe for two weeks. Don't bring two weeks worth of clothes because clothes are going to really take up your bag. You know what right. I mean? Bring five days worth of clothes, you know, and just wash those clothes. You can wash it. Exactly. If you're anything like me, um, I still do this and I, I, I've been traveling a fair amount. Uh, I still, if I'm going somewhere for four days, I'm packing like seven underwear. I don't know why, like my brain thinks when I'm on holiday, I'm just po gonna... pooping my pants all the time. <laughs> I'm just constantly taking a dookie in my pants. Why do you, and how many socks are you bringing? Also, like extra too, like I'm duking in my socks as well. I don't know. I just pack extra boxers and socks. I mean, luckily, these boxer socks are pretty small, but still, yeah. but still, even seven rolled up things of socks it takes up space. Right? I, I, why do you need it? I, Jeff, I can't tell you why. So if you're like me, don't be like I, me. I'd say bring enough for each day and then maybe one extra pair of underwear, one extra pair of so socks makes sense because maybe there's a sudden rainstorm, socks right. get drenched, you need a quick, you know, so um, that's fine. Now you might be saying, you know, I don't want to stop at a laundromat and uh, waste time washing my clothes every five days. Plus laundromats, you know, it costs like five bucks each. Here's a cool life hack that I used on one of my uh, backpacking trips. Okay. So what you do, and uh, you know, in the U.S., everybody knows what a Ziploc bag is, you know, in Europe, they, they don't have that. A big zippable, like plastic like, zip, plastic bag. That usually you use in the kitchen, you know, you put like some food in it, you zip like up that. Like a sandwich bag. Yeah, it's a sandwich bag, yeah, you put it in the fridge. Now, these companies, they actually do sell, like Zip, Ziploc sells uh, a version of their bag, which is about two feet by two feet. So about like 60 centimeters by 60 centimeters, huge, uh, like four or five liter you know, bag. That's large. Uh, which is meant to like store clothes in or whatever. But we can do bring... Or drugs. Or drugs, yeah. <laughs> do you have that much drugs? Uh, bring one of these bags. And then what you do is uh, in your in your town or on Amazon, uh, you can go and buy a little, pa pa like one one serving size packets of laundry detergent, right? Like you, yeah. you rip it open and... <laughs> just, just don't eat it. It's, yeah, not, it's yeah. a little serving yeah. size. And at your local laundromat, they probably have a little like... Uh, machine that you buy these at right? true and also when you're in europe you can also just buy detergent somewhere like europe sells things yeah yeah of course yeah <laughs> but but it is kind of harder to find these one-time use usually it's you Fair buy enough. a whole it's a whole thing for a month worth so 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 bring these along and what what we did was so what you do is you take this bag we would fill it halfway full of water throw in a few t-shirts and underwear whatever pour in our one size you know serving of laundry detergent you now zip up that bag it's now sealed Shake and, and you bake. shake and bake, baby. Yeah. Shake and bake. You take that bag, you shake it like a washing machine would for like 30 seconds. Then you pour out that dirty water, pour a little bit more water and shake it one more time, you know, till there's no more like so uh, soap suds coming out. Your clothes are now washed. And trust Ooh, me. Just as clean yeah. as, as an hour cycle in your warm dishwasher. Exactly. Machine. I mean, maybe not just, but but good enough. But it's good enough. And, and yeah. it takes about five minutes. And then you hang those clothes, you know, on the on the racks in your hostel uh, room or, you know, in the closet of your hotel room, whatever. And now you're good to go. Like, and it's 
costs you basically nothing, a few dollars. Yeah, exactly. And, and even a lot of, uh, we talked about this last episode, a lot of uh, hostels will have places for you to hang up um, your clothes sometimes. If sure. you're like a warmer country, especially. And, um, or if you're, especially south, south of Europe, a lot of hotels or windows so, will have. Southern Europe. Southern Europe. South of Europe would be Africa. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> Learn, learn something new every day. Uh, a lot of times out the windows, they have little hanging racks and stuff like that too. So you can always hang up your clothes. And- exactly. And, you, and usually each city, you're, you're there at least for two days, right? So that's enough. You hang your clothes. Yeah. You're out and about while your clothes are, are drying. And then uh, when I, it's time to move on, you've got some clean clothes. One, one time I did my clothes with hand soap in a sink. Sure, exactly. So there, there are cheap ways to do this. You know? I don't know if they were clean, but they didn't smell terrible. So for that's, me, that's clean. That's what everyone around you cares about. Exactly. <laughs> Moving on to our next section, which is uh, money and how you can save it with your own money. So what I mean by that, (laughs) what just happened here? Well, yeah, because, you know, if you're American or Canadian or Mexican and you're coming to this, you're coming to uh, Europe, they don't use pesos or U.S. or Canadian dollars. Unfortunately, yeah. Okay. Uh, Just in case you're like very the basic of traveler. You can't use your local currency in Europe. Sorry. They will not accept it at the stores. And I honestly have read things online of people like complaining that they can't use a u.s dollar at a touristy restaurant Ooh, in europe okay well y- you should do a little research about the places you're going to <laughs> like, they don't speak english they don't take the u.s dollar what is this what bullshit is this europe yeah. europe's the worst um but yeah like don't exchange your dollars for euros in the u.s and don't use use the currency exchange booths in europe the exchange rates are usually awful yeah in both cases i know i know some people and I think my parents have done this a few times, you know, they'll go to their local bank, Bank of America, and they'll actually let you exchange, you know, your dollars for euros. But, right. they, but they usually give you, a very, now some people feel more comfortable because they land having the local currency already in their pocket, you know They're what I mean? They're walking around with a bunch of cash too, yeah. which, which, you know. But, but, like, but like I'm saying, like these banks usually in the US will give you really bad exchange rates. So you'll you'll lose money, you know, like say, say, right. say you're asking for like a thousand euros. You maybe lost like fifty euro in that transaction. Then, you know what I mean? If you're landing in, if you're landing in Europe and, and you have you're walking around a thousand euros, I mean, Europe is known to have pickpocketers, and there are pickpocketers places, so you got to watch out for that. So, like, I personally would not feel comfortable ever walking around with over like two hundred euro. You know, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So we would say wait till you get to Europe. Uh, use your your credit card, whatever. Uh, first check, make sure that it, what's the, you know call your co- company, see if there's any fees. If not, just use local ATMs, get money out when you need it. Right. And of course, cards are accepted in most places you'll go to in Europe. So you'll except be, for Germany, except for yeah, except for Germany, <laughs> exactly. And speaking of cards, you know, uh, you know, should you buy travel insurance? Like, like, you know, when you say you're booking a flight, and they say, hey, should you get the cancellation protection? You know, I mean, for an extra thirty dollars. I'm not going to tell anyone not to get travel. Insurance insurance because i don't want anyone to not get it get screwed over the like, google alex and agtw podcast told me not to get it um i've never gotten travel insurance and when we're not talking about health insurance we're talking no. about it's insurance for the actual trip and the right. flight and all that kind of stuff exactly uh I'm, i've never gotten travel protection or travel insurance for cancellations or whatever uh because when i book a holiday i know i want to go and i'm going to go uh, obviously things can pop up, but like for me, you could, it, you could break your arm the day before or something. Yeah. You get mono, you know? Yeah. And I actually uh, didn't break my arm once before, like two days before a trip. So and got mono yeah. <laughs> at the same time, which of course could happen. But, uh, I, I don't, I feel like if I keep booking trips with the insurance, I'll be spending more money on insurance. That's even worth, you know what I mean? Yeah. Most, so I don't get most it, time you don't need it. Yeah. But you can also look up your, your credit card company. If you have a credit card, your credit card company or your bank might actually have insurance if you book it on their credit card included for free included for free so look that up before you do anything because you might already have it like i I think my credit card has insurance already for free sure i use that credit card when i book so like nowadays i don't have to worry about it yeah so so when you call to tell your credit card company hey that i'm going abroad you know so you know don't block my card don't think this is somebody stole my card also ask them hey what's is it in any kind of insurance included i know with american express my dad has american express yeah and travel cancellation is covered also if he rents a car in europe includes free car shirt so like when he goes rents a car in europe he doesn't have to uh to take the Amazing. insurance that, they, that the car company wants to give because his american express card uh, already includes that for free so just check that'll save you some money It'll save you some money again okay well now we've packed we gotta somehow get to europe right i mean yeah, we, we, we gotta get we're, we're over in uh mobile alabama how do we get to europe we're not sailing we're not walking jeff you this could is, sail you could but this is 2021 we're not taking a santa maria no, but I mean, there's 
there's our boats and cruise ships if we really wanted to. I guess we wanted to take a cruise. Don't ship. knock it. I'm, I'm, I, it's not my thing, but I'm saying some people could take. Some it. People, if, if, yeah, if you're into cruises, I guess you could take a cruise. I just don't like cruises in okay. the slightest. So that's not for me. So we're going to talk so about will, not that. There will be no sailing information on in this episode. Sorry. I, and then I, I don't know how to save money on a cruise ship. So instead, we're going to tell you how to uh, choose your time wisely and use your flights to travel during the shoulder months, which right. is cheaper. Now, of course... Uh, going to Europe during the summer is amazing because great weather. Now, what a shoulder month is? But you're going to be hot. Yeah, shoulder month is it's it's the month or two just prior to summer or just after summer because you can come to Europe in September, October, or October, yeah. and still get some pretty damn good weather, and there'll be a lot less tourists, and flights are cheaper. Man, for sure. I usually uh, try to travel during these times because also because it's less, it's cheaper as well. It means it's less crowded. So when you're going to places, you want to see the Trebi Fountain, you want to see the Eiffel Tower. It's not going to be incredibly crowded. Isn't it Trevi Fountain, not Trebi? Is it Trevi? Oh, Trevi. Not the Trevi. Is it Trevi? I think it's Trevi Fountain. It's Trevi Fountain. <laughs> the German car. Yeah, if you want to see the Trevi Fountain. I think he was thinking of the East German uh, shitty the car. The Trebant, the yeah. Trevi. Well, if you want to see the Trevi Fountain, <laughs> if it exists, please show me. I'd love Probably to see that. somewhere there's a Trevi Fountain. I'm sure there is. Um... Yeah, so the areas where you're going aren't going to be as crowded as it normally would be in the June, July, August months. So that's also a nice little, sta- like a nice little bump as well. So you're saving money and probably having a better experience, uh, especially in southern uh, Italy, in southern uh, Europe. In July, it gets like it's really, really hot and yeah, humid and, and southern Europe. September will for sure be Beautiful. lovely weather. It'll be great. Again, the lovely weather usually sticks till about end of September, and then things get a little dicey. But right. you can absolutely go towards end of summer slash early fall. For save sure. save us some money. You know, maybe a hundred. $150 less on the flights, like maybe more, who knows, you know, yeah. so, and, uh, you know, speaking of the flights, uh, if you haven't flown a lot, obviously direct flights are going to cost you a lot more money. So if, if you're doing a flight from, from Los Angeles to Berlin, uh, if direct flights exist, they're going to cost a lot more than if you have, layover. have, have layovers. Now, the more layovers you have, usually the cheaper the flight is. And unfortunately, the longer the time is. And time is money. Yeah, that's true. So you got to kind of balance what you kind of want to save. Yeah. Um, and it's also about like who you are. I know when I was 18, 19, I didn't give a shit about flying for 25 hours. You know what I mean? So, oh, no. so I would do the, th- I would do the flight that had three stops because it was $250 less and it didn't matter. But as I get older now, for me, time's more valuable. Now I still don't do the direct flight, but I still, right. okay, I do the one stop in London, you know, on the way. Yeah. And that's still a little cheaper. So, so yeah. So the longer your flights are, the less convenient they are, they are the cheaper they will get. So, but you have to find a balance of convenience and saving money versus spending three days uh, traveling. You True. Know? Yeah. And also, like, some airports are super cool as well. So spending a few hours in one of these airports, you could have a good time. It, it, it is true, but I, I have done a few of these, you know, six, seven, eight-hour eight, eight layovers. They're not really worth it. Because what happens is when by the time you arrive at your destination, you're going to be so exhausted. You're going to lose a whole one or two days from just extra jet lag. So That's true keep, so, keep that in mind. Yeah, you got to kind of balance out. Uh, look, look, look at the flights, see what it is, and um, see if that time is, is worth it. And also when you're looking for flights, um, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've always done this and I've heard um, that it is true. For her through the grapevine. Through the grapevine and like, yeah. Uh, when you are browsing on a website for uh, for flights, uh, try to clear your cache and your browser history every time you look it up. Like say Monday, you're looking it up. You don't book anything. You want to check it again on Tuesday. I guess the companies will see that you're looking at the same flight. So they'll actually bump the price up by like 10 euro, 15, 20 euro. So uh, they know you're interested, right? Exactly. So clear your browser history, go in incognito mode and clear your cache and you might get uh, some cheaper flights if you're, if you're looking over a few weeks, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and when you're also searching for flights, you know, there's cool websites like kayak.com, um, Skyscanner, Skyscanner, et cetera, which, 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 which will show you a range of dates and airlines so and, you can, layovers and, and really choose a, a, a good flight. Custom. Exactly. Now, one way to save money is also when is your flight? Now, if, if you fly from Los Angeles to Berlin on the weekend, on Saturday, Sunday, that's going to cost you more than flying on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. But the weekdays are a little bit cheaper, so uh, maybe not as convenient for your work scheduled days off, but it is going to be cheaper. Especially Tuesdays, because Tuesday is the worst day of the week. Do you for, not agree? For what? Just, just generally, it's a bad day. Okay. 
I find it like very like in between. Like Monday's the start of the week, Wednesday's middle, Thursday's like tomorrow's Friday, Friday's Friday, and Tuesday's like tomorrow's the middle of the week. I guess cool. Who cares? Who cares? No one yeah, cares. Tuesday. So. Yeah. yeah, Tuesday's the worst. So yeah, fuck Tuesday. <laughs> And and just you know, in case you guys don't know, round trip flights are cheaper. Now maybe you're doing a big Europe trip. You want to go to London. You want to go to Paris. You want to go to Berlin. You want to go to Amsterdam. Boom. You know. So you think, okay, I'm gonna fly into London, and then I'm gonna end my trip at in in Amsterdam. So you have to get two flights in and out of different uh, cities slash countries. Right. It's gonna cost you a lot more. You know. So I would say do that round trip out of London or wherever, and just at the end of the trip take a cheap flight cheap bus whatever get yourself back to where you started it'll, yeah. in most cases it'll save you money but it, it depends yeah you really gotta kind of do a lot of your research and check a bunch of different ways to to find the cheapest flights but you can do it and also if you've never uh traveled before um food and stuff at the airport is crazy expensive so yeah you know. it's like movie theater prices so just bring yourself some snacks uh try not to eat at the airport if you if you can because it's easy while you're waiting to blow through twenty, thirty, forty dollars just on like one book and a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not, so uh, not joking. Yeah. Okay, so Jeff, I am now booked my flights. I'm right. in Europe. Let's you're, say you're I'm in. Uh, welcome, 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 welcome to Europe. <laughs> this is the city of Europe and the country of Europe. Um, I need a somewhere to sleep for my brain to rest eight hours a night absolutely and we'll go quick with this because uh, we gave this information on our last uh, episode right. that we just did talk came out about that yes but we'll get to briefly mention okay hostels are a cheaper version of hotels they're very bare bones uh, mostly include um living in dorm rooms so it's one large room with maybe 12 beds so you're a lot sh- of sharing the the room uh, the room with other people which is right. what brings the cost down i've had i've had um uh, a, a hostel in london where I paid eight pounds a night, eight dollars a night. So exactly, like, you, you can get so it's super cheap sometimes. And you know they're mostly um, frequented by by the younger members of society. But but if you're older, don't let that uh, don't let get, get in your way because yeah. there are plenty of uh, older people who also travel. It's not a big deal. Do not feel weird. No, no, it's cool actually. When I was like 22, and I was 22, 23, and I met a few like 40, 50 year olds who for me at the time was like ancient. Um, and they were super cool. I was like, oh, that's awesome to see you actually staying here. You know, I thought it was super cool. Uh, maybe they didn't care about me because I was, a, you know, an idiot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and one other thing we've already mentioned, I'll bring it just really quickly again, is couchsurfing.com. Yes, Jeff just, loves couchsurfing. I haven't done it in a while, but when I was younger, it was great because um, we were literally able to cut our trip budget in half because one of the biggest expenses you're going to have is that daily expense of sleeping somewhere. Right. And with couchsurfing, you are sleeping um, on somebody's couch or somebody's spare bed for free. And just think about a week of no hotels. That saves you $500, $600. Absolutely. So, so, that, so it's worth thinking about if, if you're a more adventurous person. It's, it's not as weird as it sounds. It's actually really cool. And, and also think about if you're booking a, ho- a hostel or a hotel, the location. Uh, you don't always need to be in a center of the city. Uh, Europe does have, a lot. most of Europe has, um, and most cities, have really good public transportation. So you can stay, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes out of the center, get a way cheaper hotel, yeah. uh, maybe even a nicer one, to be honest, maybe but, but, a locally but just, owned one. But just check that there actually is a subway stop near your hotel, because right. it could be, oh, now I need 45 right. minutes to get to the, see the stuff I want to see, and you're wasting time. So, right. so be sure that you're within a five-minute walk of a public transport, like a train or something. Five, 10 minutes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So think about that as well. Absolutely. Now, okay, now I've got the hotel. I'm traveling around I'm city, in Europe, baby. city to city. Oh, yeah. You know, and, but I'm going to quickly find out, ah, trains in Europe are actually not that cheap. They're kind of expensive. So That's like, true. how do I save some money? That's the Trains question. are not that cheap. Um, they can be cheap, but they're not that cheap. So a really good way, if you are here for a long extended period of time and you know you're going to be traveling around Europe uh, extensively, then uh, the Eurorail is a great way to do that for way cheaper than just booking individual uh, trains every single time you want to go somewhere. Absolutely, yeah. He's talking about the Eurorail Pass. Um, this is cool. I used it a few times when I was backpacking around. Um, basically, you you buy... Uh, there's several di- oh God, several different kinds of passes, for, but what, you, what it allows you to do is hop on, hop off, basically any train you want uh, for free. So you basically pay this like flat fee, right. whether, whether it's $200, $500, whatever, for your Eurorail Pass. And it allows you... 10 travel days in a month or whatever where you can hop on hop off any train you want 
so you can really uh, be spontaneous and, yeah, very and, flexible. And, and save money because if you book all of these trains separately, it'll cost twice as much, you know. And, and also, you know, when, when tra- at least in my experience traveling, probably yours as well, the things never go to plan what you want to do. If you listen to our stories episode, sure. you know, we, we both are like to travel spontaneously generally. But even if you have an agenda you, and you know where you want to go every single day, it's probably not going to go the way you want it to because yeah. Europe might be bigger than you think it is, might be smaller than you think it is, or you know things happen. Shit happens all the time. So an interrail, uh, uh, sorry, the Euro uh, rail pass is a really good way to be spontaneous and not have to worry about, I booked this ticket for Tuesday. Now I can't go on Tuesday. I have to book another ticket now. So it's way more stress-free and just super easy. Absolutely, yeah. And it's something, if, if you're doing a lot of, if, if you have like say five, six cities in your in your itinerary yeah that's when you went to the real pass now if you're if you're spending all your time with just one city two cities not maybe not worth it but if you're doing no, a, definitely lo- not. a lot of traveling but the thing is i've had times where uh i traveled to venice the first time i i allotted three days to be in venice i showed up in venice and found out for me there wasn't more than a day's worth of stuff to do but because i had we had the euro rail i was able to, to i didn't have to stay those three days and waste right. time in a city that i wasn't enjoying that much and I was able to be spontaneous and move on, you know, and not have to be like, okay, I have to stick to a very stringent schedule. And I think that's a really good point uh, about traveling in Europe generally. You might go to some place you think is going to be incredible and you might just hate it. Like, it can happen. Exactly. So things like a Eurorail let you be more flexible. So. Exactly. Now, now other ways to travel around would be by bus. And there's a really cool company called Flixbus, which is actually uh, getting big in the US right now. So you might have heard of it. Yeah, Flixbus, I have used uh, a few times now to travel around Germany. Uh, I haven't used it across borders yet. But it does go across borders. But it does go across borders. And it's pretty much as like a bus and as <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a bus, man. You get on there, the bus takes you where you want to go and you get off and it's very inexpensive, and they have a toilet on there. Yeah. Except for when it's broken. One time I was on one, it was broken. Which is awful. For me, is awful, because I have to pee a he, lot. He pees a lot. And I was so thirsty, I was trying not to drink anything, so I wouldn't have to go to the bathroom. But um, but, but at Flixbus, I mean, you can get $10 tickets or whatever. You know, like, it's it's a very this discount low, uh, it's low very, cost. It's very cheap. The only thing is, for longer distances... For example, a flight from here to Munich would take about an hour, but on Flixbus, it's eight hours So, because right. you're on a bus. So you also, again, like we said, balance out the cost savings versus time right. loss. So, But keep that in mind. You can get from to Munich for like 15, 20 bucks rather than $150 tra- uh, uh, flight ticket. So if you have the time, and maybe you've never been to Germany, as the bus is going along, you're seeing the cool scenery. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of green grass and farmland but like beautiful stuff yeah, it's we, beautiful. we make it sound boring but it's beautiful it's beautiful for like an hour <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> and um you know also other ways to go around europe now what europe has that Europe that the u.s does not have is that europe has these really low cost airlines where you can get tickets for 20 dollars, 20 euros yeah. 25 dollars, really low cost airlines that are no frills and, and don't think like, oh, low cost, but still comfortable. No, it's low cost. It's uncomfortable. It's comfortable enough, though. But you're getting there. It's fine. <laughs> you're getting yeah. there for cheap. Yeah, don't, don't let them fool you. Like, it's fine. You have a seat. Everything's fine. I feel yeah. like, well, these these two airlines are Ryanair and EasyJet. They're incredibly there cheap. There are others, but these are the main ones. These are the main ones. They're incredibly cheap. Like, I flew, I flew to, I think, from Berlin to Budapest for, I think, like 12 euro or something like that. Round, like, round trip. It was ridiculous. Really cheap. Now, they don't do this anymore, but when I lived in Europe in 2008, 2009... They had about one or two days per month where flights were free. I uh, Ramley would say zero, like zero dollars, and you just booked it, and you had to, had to pay like the one dollar tax or security fee or whatever. Sure. And so, like, I would get flights to Oslo from Vienna. That's amazing. One dollar or Vienna to Berlin, one dollar, like just I, randomly. I feel like every time that I get on a Ryanair or EasyJet flight, that the chairs just get a little bit smaller. That my knees just that much closer to the chair in front of me. You yeah, know what I mean? it doesn't really matter though because going from A to B anywhere in Europe is usually two hours or less. They're oh, short yeah. flights, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, but when you if you do fly with these, um, which you probably will, because like sometimes right. they're even the only options and they're really somewhere. convenient. Yeah, um, they do try to nickel and dime you on food and drinks on the flight. So like, bring your own food, uh, bring your own sandwiches. Um, yeah, they will provide you nothing for free on the nothing. flight. I mean, internet, not free. Food, glass of water, no, nothing. So bring your own bottle of water, bring a sandwich, save some money because if you buy it on the flight, you will spend like 10 euro on a little meal. Yeah, exactly. And you know, sometimes sometimes you got to splurge, you got to treat yourself on that $10 uh, toasted-ish sandwich 
That's disgusting. Right. Yeah. And and also, there, you know, there's, of course, car rentals in Europe, which are actually seem, seem tend to be much more cheaper than in the U.S. Only keep in mind that uh, gas, fuel in Europe is it's very expensive, very expensive when compared to the U.S. So, so, so try to budget that in, you know. It's funny. When I first moved here, I saw the gas prices. I'm seeing like a euro 15. I'm like a euro 15 estates. I'm talking about per price, liter. Like, yeah, I'm paying $2.50 for a gallon. And I realized, yeah. It's liters, so it winds up being like seven, eight dollars. Yeah, there's four a four liters in a gallon. So any price you see, it sounds great, but then if you do the math, you're like, oh, actually, that's four times what I would be paying in the U.S. But again, distances are not that great in Europe. So, but 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 like we said, things are not next to each other. Like you still have to travel a great. Like we, we, we yeah. say things are close to each other, but by close we mean just not three thousand miles like the U.S. <laughs> right. But but still, this is a huge, this is a huge place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you want to drive, you can also you know drive in the Autobahn in Germany. Only place in the world you can drive unlimited. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, all right, Jeff. Uh, I either took my Euro Rail Pass, <laughs> right, or took my Flix Bus, or I drove, or I flew uncomfortably. Now I am in another place that I want to be because I'm, you know, and I'm, you're angry, and I'm angry. <laughs> how do you how do you relax? How do you calm? So how do you have, how do you have fun? How do you enjoy the city? I don't. I go to a hotel room, get pissed off, and say Europe's the shit. <laughs> just drink a bottle of whiskey. Europe's just, the worst. Just vomit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fun stuff. Now, of course, if that's your if it's your deal, we can uh, give you some uh, pointers on how to do that cheaply. But you know, for normal people who like to go out and do things, let's we got more tips for you. We got some more tips to save some money and actually uh, enjoy your time. So, um, a lot of times when you're going to a city, especially city center in Europe, the city center is where in the city center of the old town, you know, one of those like the most touristy, crowded places ever. And but it's hard to avoid because. That's where your Eiffel Towers are. That's where your brand. That's where the, that's where the stuff you've seen in movies is. And so you want to go see that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It's like don't avoid touristy things just because of a touristy thing. It's a touristy thing for a reason. It's probably something beautiful or cool. Sometimes it's like Alexanderplatz in Berlin. It's really not cool. Right. I don't know why anyone goes there. Just avoid the stuff around the touristy thing you right. want to see. You're gonna have a lot of people, um, especially in Southern Europe. I found trying to like flag you down, trying to either sell you things or saying like, hey, come to this restaurant, come to this restaurant. Oh, st oh. Yeah, standing on the sidewalk, you'd, you'd be walking and they'll just grab you, be like, oh, you hungry? Eat here. Eat you here, know? great food, authentic food. Don't go to these places. No. I'm not saying that- It's a tourist trap. It's a tourist trap. It's always a tourist trap. It's always going to be a tourist trap. You can be in Napoli and where pizza was invented and have shitty pizza because you got out of tourist trap place. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, what I try to do is- the city center, obviously, I want to walk around. I want to see it, the historical areas. I try to walk 5, 10, 15 minutes a bit away from that, find some side streets, and then find the little restaurants the locals go to. Absolutely. They're and cheaper. Absolutely. And, man, the quality of food you're getting is, is 20 times better than what you're going to get at these tourist places. Yeah, I've had a few times where I didn't take my own advice, and we were just really hungry. We went to eat somewhere near a tourist landmark, and the food was god-awful. Because And the reason is because... They don't care about your shitty review because they yeah, know they know you don't live there. Like like they don't need the repeat business every day. They have new customers because there's new tourists. So like they don't care if if the you, food is good or not. That's you the problem. You leave a review and say never coming back here again. They're like we don't care because there'll like, be new people. We, exactly. we know like it doesn't matter. Yeah. So so they'll be putting out garbage food and just That's like, more expensive. Really, yeah, and more expensive because they think you're a tourist, so they think you're rich and have all this money to burn. You know, but you and, don't or, or an idiot. So uh, yeah, go go a little bit further down. Find some authentic places. It'll usually be cheaper, and the quality of food is going to be mwah, chef's kiss delicious. Exactly. Now, and, and of course, to, to pay for this food and stuff you're doing. What do I need, Jeff? Uh, you need money. So you need, oh. to, so you need to go to some ATMs. Now check, because uh, your, your local bank in the States or wherever you are, it might have some sort of alliance with, right. with, with some ATM um, associations in Europe. So there might be certain ATMs where you have no fees and certain ATMs where you do. So do some research, find out which ones you might have fees, which ones you might not, and because it could save you a lot of, because I mean, around here, I am German. I have a German Deutsche Bank card. There's certain ATMs here that will charge me five euro to withdraw money. And I live here, so. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, around Europe, you'll see these yellow and blue ATMs called Euronet ATMs. They're everywhere, super convenient. Love them for the convenience. But unless you have a card that doesn't charge ATM fees, you're going to get charged five to seven euro per withdrawal. It's a lot of money. It and, adds and that's a lot up. of money. That's going to add up. up. So um, yeah, see see if your uh, card has some kind of alliance. And if not, there is a little uh, 
cool life hack Jeff told me about the other day. Right. Yeah. There, there, there are, there are, I mean, this isn't the only company, but there's companies like Revolut and again, no sponsorship, just something I use and I think it's really cool. We, we you know, we, we, we mentioned a lot of brands in this show. I'm still waiting for our checks, Jeff. Yeah. The checkets have not been rolling in. They're not. Probably because there are no checks in Germany. So they've been sending something else and we just haven't been looking. Where's our money? <laughs> um, but there's a company called Revolut, which you can go online, sign up for free and they send you a Visa or MasterCard that can be used readily in most countries around Europe and around the world without ATM fees. Now, it's different It's different than normal uh, credit card because uh, instead of instead of like the bank, you know, pay, uh, pay, paying something out for you and then you have to pay them back. Basically, this is kind of like a pay-as-you-go card where you have to like put money on the card. Load so it up. Yeah, so you transfer $500 onto the card. But then this card can be used basically anywhere and they're really cool because they, they work in, in connection with an app so say say you're in russia you're at a restaurant you use your revolut car to to, to to pay it everything's in rubles you're like i don't know is he screwing me or whatever right, right. but but literally instantaneously you get a ding on your phone and it says how much in rubles and how much in euro or us oh, that's money great. that he withdrew so you can double check okay that sounds right you know and 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 you and you can keep track of everything that you spend and that everything's good and the card is not connected to any bank account so if it gets lost or stolen it doesn't matter because it's not connected to anything right and and, and also like that's a I, Jeff told me about this. Like you told me about this the other day, and I find that's amazing. I might use that sometime. Because uh, keep in mind as well, even though you're in Europe or in the EU, not every country in the EU is using the euro, and not every country outside the EU is not using the euro. So uh, having a having a card like that, we just pull from ATMs wherever you are, will be more convenient and save you uh, money for if you got too many um, Hungarian whatever they're called, uh, Ferenc, I think they're called. Oh yeah. You got too much ferrant, and now you have to go to mainland, you know, to the EU where they are using euros. Now you have to exchange that. You're losing money in exchange rate. Or you don't. I, I mean, God, we all know everybody who has 15, 20 bucks in some sort of weird currency that he's never oh going to use that was wasted, you know, Still like so left over, you know. So, um, but, 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 you know, say you want to go to this, of course, you want to eat, go to restaurants, eat that local cuisine. Of course, try it out. Yes. But you can't do it every meal because you're trying to save money, right? Yeah. What's the way to do it? You know what? For 10 euros, you can get a hearty picnic for two people. Uh, if by just going to a grocery store, they have they have a deli section to get they can make you a sandwich, pre-made sandwiches, uh, that kind of food, and you can eat it's all day long stuff. for for very little money. And when I first started doing that, uh, I kind of felt bad because I was like, I'm traveling, you know, I'm traveling to this new country. I want to always eat the food, but you know, I didn't have a lot of money, so I realized it's okay, you know. Have some dishes here or there, you know, maybe once yeah, a yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, absolutely try the food. Just, you have to. Just don't eat it breakfast, lunch, and dinner because it'll add yeah. up. It'll be, it'll be $60, $70, $80 a day, yeah. So, like, you know, we got some sandwich bread, salami, some cheese, some mayo, you know, just put it in our backpack. And we got hungry during the day, walking around the city, had a little sandwich, ate, and went on with our day. And then maybe at dinner, we grabbed a nice meal or something like that. Sure. And as, as you mentioned, like, it's also just fun to pop in a local grocery store to get these things because you'll see a lot of cool products you haven't seen before. That's kind of fun on its own, just looking around. Also, like, that's also what, what the locals eat, you know? That's it, also a cultural... Yeah. Uh, uh, last summer when I was uh, on Corfu, which, which is a small Greek island, hmm. we did a lot of grocery shopping there. Sure. And it was really cool because a really small, tiny, little local grocery stores. You're not, not seeing a stop and shop or or an Attica no, or, no or change. Yeah. There's no change. There's small little grocery stores and that's kind of like a really cool way to meet some locals, talk to them a bit, make some jokes, you know. So uh, that's also a little bit of a cultural experience as well. So don't feel bad about not going out to eat every single meal. Uh, you'll save some money and uh, you'll get another type of cultural experience that you wouldn't get otherwise. Absolutely. Now, and, th and if they do go out for that yeah. meal, What's what's another way that they might be losing money? Uh, a lot of Americans uh, will do this in will do this in Europe a lot is over tipping. There's no twenty percent, ten percent, whatever rule in Europe, right? And and you'll feel you'll because you're it's been inbred in you. You're gonna feel bad and you're gonna want to do it. Don't I still do, feel bad. Don't do it. You're, you're you're wasting money because in Europe in general, but Germany especially, Germany. You give about like one euro for every twenty euro that you spend, like ish. Yeah. You know, like again, there, again, there's no rule, but it's like if your if your total is eighteen fifty, you give them twenty bucks. Give them twenty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, and you're gonna feel weird, think it's wrong, but in Europe, the tipping is just usually like five percent. It's very low, and again, it's no set number. So and you and if you didn't like the service, then you just don't tip. Like if the service was terrible, just 
You don't, you don't yeah. have to. And the reason is that waiters and waitresses in Europe are, are paid quite well. They don't get this like $7 an hour like they do in the States. They hear they're getting more like 12 to $15 an hour. It's like they don't need your tips. So so don't worry. And over the course of two weeks, if you're over tipping, that could be an extra $100, $200 you're spending. So, you know, just try not to do it if you don't. Yeah. I mean, hey, if, you, if you're missing your money bags and you can do it, go go for it. But, but you're but not listening. This, Mr. Moneybags is not listening to this episode. Exactly. Mr. So, Moneybags. So you're not Mr. Moneybags. It's flying as private jet yeah um and also when you're eating out uh try to order some tap water uh obviously in the states you get that standard it comes everywhere every time you go to a restaurant you're getting tap water absolutely but here if you order if you order water you're gonna get this fancy bottle of like 0.2 liters of sparkling it's, it's like a glass water. glass water but bottle of uh, what is that purell no no purell <laughs> that's the answer puree or puree or what or, i don't know uh, oh sorry i don't know it's a, it's a it's fancy water that came from like i don't know this the spring water of the alps from a goat's butthole right. like it cost you five dollars for like this tiny tiny bottle and it's it, honestly it's the most ridiculous i do i don't understand it i mean it makes more money for them but it's ridiculous asking for tap water if they ask you what is tap water just tell them say get a glass put it on this thing and give me some water yeah and, and it's some places you can drink it yeah some places We'll get offended and not do it because it's not common. Um, but just just tr- try and. Ask. But but the thing is, if they ask, what do you want to drink? You say water. They're gonna by default bring you the expensive thing that Alex said. Right. So be clear. No, I want tap water. And of course, if they say we don't do that, then you know, then you get your water, your your expensive bottle of water. But just just ask because you might save some money there. Absolutely. So yeah, you might want to buy some uh, some things, souvenirs, yeah. souvenirs. Yes, Jeff. Thank you. And. Um, Maybe think about in your head a bit how much you're spending, what the local currency is, and what your um, what your currency is. Yeah, uh, do a quick exchange rate kind of right. in your head. Yeah, use your phone, whatever, because you might be like spending a lot of money and not even realize it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you might be like, oh, that's only thirty euro, but at that time the exchange rate might mean that's actually like forty five U.S. dollars. And so exactly. you have to ask yourself, oh, is is this worth 45? You know, so just, just always do this kind of basic exchange in your head yeah. because otherwise when you get home and you look at your credit card bill, whatever, you might like, be very oh, surprised. Like, oh, oh, shit. How did I spend this much? And like, oh, okay, because uh, I wasn't quite really thinking, is, is this a good price or not? You know, so but so make sure to look and see what the kind of basic exchange rate is. It, is it like one to one to one? Is it one to 1.5? You know, what's the basic exchange rate? Exactly. Um, and here are a few little like small tips we can kind of run through real quick that'll... There's not much to explain about them. Right. Well, it's not, let's not hurry too much. You know, yeah. uh, let's, let's take our time. We'll take our time. Right. Uh, avoid any shops near like popular tourist attractions. Of course. They're going to be very expensive. I don't think we need to explain more about that. Um, if somebody's approaching you to help you without you asking them, I'll be wary, be a little cautious. Yeah, and it, it sucks to have to say that. And it really does suck because I, I believe in humans. Yeah, but it, it is. The, uh, I'm sorry, like we've traveled so much. Nine times out of ten, if somebody approaches you to help you, it's because they're trying to scam you in some way, or, yeah. or they're they're not helping you for, out of the kindness of their heart. They're going to help you, and then they're going to put their hand out and be like, uh, "Okay, where's the money for what I just did for you?" Or or they're trying to pickpocket you or something. So like, yeah. be, be be aware of that. Um, if you're going to someone for help, most people are going to help you. It would be very friendly. But if someone's coming to you without being asked, um, yeah, yeah, put I, your I'll, hands in your pockets. Yeah, yeah, put your hands, cover your pockets. And again, this is, we're not saying to be scared or anything, but just, you know, put your hands in your pockets. Just be wary of your surroundings because it's very possible that he's trying to divert your attention from what's really happening, which is his friend coming behind, grabbing your wallet or whatever. Right. So just, yeah, just, just assume, and again, it sucks to say this, but just assume there's some ulterior assume motive. Everybody motive. There's wants some different motive than, than actually trying to be nice. Everybody wants to steal your shit. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Don't keep your wallet in your back pocket either. Just, yeah, basically. Just basic general. Yeah. Another cool thing is, you know, usually when you go to your ho- a hotel or hostel, they'll hand you a brochure or, or even a free map, which is really or, cool. Or they'll have like a wall of brochures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But usually hostels, they give you, it's like this, it's like this tablet of like huge maps that they rip, right, they yeah. rip, rip you and they'll usually like mark, okay, this is where the hostel is. Oh, where do you want to go? And they'll like draw. But on the edges of this map are usually like lots of discounts where it's like, hey, if you bring this map to this place, $3 off, you bring this map to here, right. 15% off. Um, I mean, you know, do the math, make sure it's actually helping you because maybe they've got to deal with these people, of course. Right. So, but but you can find some cool discounts kind of in these brochures and in these free maps the hotel gives you. Absolutely. And, uh, and they'll also have these other brochures that, um, you know, if you book through the hotel, uh, you'll you'll save some money as well. So there's little kind of things everywhere. Um that you can do that are way cheaper. Save, save you some uh, the, uh, the cash. Sure. And as we've mentioned in other episodes, 
if you can avoid taxis, taxis in general just are expensive. I have nothing against taxi drivers, taxis. They're just, they're just, just more, they're more expensive than taking the local bus or the local uh, subway. And, right. and in those cases, you get to meet and mingle with locals for a few minutes, and that's kind of cool. So in yeah. a taxi, you're all kind of in your own bubble. Exactly. So taxis. Boo. <laughs> Uh, we mentioned this last episode as well, but uh, free walking tours. I Especially when I'm traveling around Europe and I go to a major city, I try to always do one free walking tour. Uh, they're, they're totally worth it. You really get a lot of history of the city. And then, sure, yeah. And then I try to do like my first day because then a few days after that, you're walking by something you're like, oh, did you know that's this building that Queen whatever the hell built? And, and you got to learn about the city a bit. Of course, me being a big dummy, I forget you know immediately, but it's still cool. And uh, they'll cost you... Yeah, they're free, but they'll uh, you tip at the end uh, 5, 10, 20 euros, however, however good you thought it was. Well, Usually they're okay, amazing. Sorry, so. sorry, do not tip. Do not follow that advice. Do not tip 20 euros for a free walking tour. You are wasting your money. You can, get, you, you can get a professional tour for less than that. So you should not be tipping 20 euro because you can go That's and get, you get a good tour for 10 euro. Like without, so yeah. That's I, true. So do, don't go crazy. Hey, if you love it, and you think no. that tour guide gave I, I you get, an experience that was sorry, Alex. out of this world? We already mentioned that Mr. Moneybags is not listening to this, so nobody's tipping 20 euro. Sorry. This know, is I'm, not I'm, just, I'm just trying to cater to Mr. Moneybags a bit here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's nowhere near this podcast, so. Okay. Um, sorry, Mr. Moneybags. I'm trying. But again, if you're out and about, uh, you might not be calling a lot of people, but what's going to happen is you're going to want to use your phone for Google Maps, uh, looking up opening times, looking up tours, whatever, the, you know, right? So, but if you just come over with your SIM card and your phone from from the US, you might be screwing yourself with oh, some yeah. expensive uh, rates and expensive texts and expensive data and all this kind of stuff. So, And, and there's not necessarily Wi-Fi everywhere either. Some cities are great with it and some like Berlin, just like Wi-Fi doesn't exist. Yeah, so like really before you come, check with your carrier, see, see what the plan is if you go to Europe. How much is it gonna cost you on data? Because what might happen is you might have some hefty data bills. And we have a friend, Misha, who uh, he was in Turkey recently, yeah. uh, just, again, using data for Google Maps and stuff. And what was what was the random uh, amount he got charged? It was like 60-something euros for like <laughs> opening Google Maps a few times yeah, and like, like, he said, like, uploading he, a few he, photos. He downloaded like one app or something and charged up 60 euros. So... So just do that research beforehand. And, you know, what you can also do, come to Europe, you can buy a $5 SIM card and just yeah. use that. And, you know, like, and they can usually pop right into your, your phone as long as it's GSM and it, it works in Europe. Exactly. And just so you know, Europe now, as of like three years ago, uh, roaming is free all around EU, at least. For a European SIM card. For a European SIM card. So if you get a SIM card in Italy, you can use it in Germany, you can use it in Spain. Anywhere. Netherlands, Same wherever. price. Same price. So you don't have to worry about any of that. It's, um, as long as it's less than like 60 days. And if you're here for 60 days, then you might want to think of more long-term solutions. But yeah. <laughs> well, if you're, sorry, if you're for more than six days, you're probably not traveling. You're probably living here. 60. Yeah, six, yeah, six, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, so that, yeah, that's a, that's a nice little... Uh, Tipperino. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? I think that's a good place to wrap things up. We hope you helped you save some money, gave you, you know, give you some enlightenment on the whole thing. Like, again, we had to give some tips for people who had never traveled before because maybe some of you haven't. So maybe some of this information was a little redundant Redundant for some of you. You're like, right. oh, dude, come on. I did it, did it before. I know, you know airports are expensive, Jeff yeah. and Alex. So, right, we had to throw a few of those in there because we can't assume everybody knows everything. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was a lot of uh, information. I hope it didn't feel rushed. We tried to get all of that into one episode for you you guys because we think it's really important because traveling is amazing and um, I feel that people don't want to travel because they think it's so expensive and it can be if you do it wrong and it can be if you do it wrong but there are really way, good ways you can you can save a lot of money and still enjoy yourself and you know also keep in mind too you don't need to do all of these crazy things you don't need to go to every tourist attraction go to every museum you, walking around a city is traveling that's enough to see culture you don't need to go crazy balls to the wall um, and don't let other people tell you otherwise because some travel agencies will tell you you have to. Right. Don't. But if you are a balls-to-the-wall person, don't let Alex tell you otherwise either. Also that too. Yeah. And just one final thing. Do what you're comfortable with is what I'm saying. One Whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. One final thing that will point out the amount of money you can save. My first backpacking trip to Europe was uh, about, I think, five weeks. Okay? Okay. My second one was over two months. In my over two-month trip, we spent half of what we spent on the one-month trip. Okay. And that was just from learning from our mistakes. The, the first trip, we knew nothing. We did. We were 18. We did very little research. 
we were just spending, 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 doing everything again as as anybody. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. As anybody who doesn't know, who's never done it before, would do. Right. And once we learned all those mistakes, we used that information. We got thriftier, did things in the in the in a cheaper way. Used couch surfing instead of hotels, et cetera, et cetera. And then you made a podcast about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And so we ended up doing a trip twice as long for half the price, which sounds impossible, but we did it. So. De- definitely how how you travel and if you utilize these kinds of tips can can absolutely add up to huge savings for sure and and jeff took his mistakes and uh, talked to me and then we made a little episode and passed those to you listeners. absolutely absolutely and uh, you know it wasn't a mistake what drinking this whiskey it really wasn't jeff uh, <laughs> uh kind of just and don't overdo it on the splash just, just right. enough for this review do uh, okay okay, okay. okay. wait you wait. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, <laughs> I asked for a splash because my glass was literally empty. Alex's glass had plenty of whiskey in it, and he gave himself a splash anyways. You know, maybe I want to drink a lot for the review, <laughs> okay. dude. Um, <laughs> again, this is few, few whiskey. The whiskey is called few. F-E-W. F-E-W. It just sounds weird. Um, it's not few whiskey. It's just few rye. Well, what what's oh yeah, few rye, few. I, I couldn't read it. What's no, but what's on the a word underneath few? I think it's a spirit. Oh, so on the backs, few spirits. Okay, so that's that's, that's the official name, few yeah. spirits. And let me tell you, a uh, few rye has more than a few flavors that I'm tasting. I'm enjoying, and I I, I, I can't recall. Did you you did refill in the middle? Of the, so we, yeah, we we filled up in the middle. So yeah. the, again, that's an indication that we're enjoying what's uh, what's going in the mouth. Yeah, let's do another little cheers. Sippy. <laughs> it's spicy. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Sorry, you're <a> sippy comment. <laughs> Anyways, but um, yeah, it's it's weird to say it's like herb herby. Yes, but but it's not like I know that's not the case, but just. There, it, yeah, it's just it's there's a lot of different flavors going on. It, it is spicy, got some heat to it, kind of similar yeah. to the bourbon we had last yes. week, like a different kind of heat, but it but, has but sweeter, more more rye and more smooth. I think. Yeah, 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 much smoother. Uh, the last one was harsher, but again, in a, in a great way. This is just a typical rye in the sense that it is smooth, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like rye. Rye is just a sm- just smooth. It's. I mean, you are again a rye guy, so you know your rye. Guys, did you know that we're drinking rye and that I like rye? We're drinking rye. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's, a, it's also it's just like... It's a cool bottle. Really too. cool bottle. Now, the image on the front is so... That's like the logo you'd see on a whiskey bottle in 1850. True. Right? Am I wrong? This is this is such like a... Sim, it looks like it was like, you know, where you would put a logo on um, like on a press, you know, and, and, and stamp it onto the... Yes, yes. Yeah, it looks very... This very simple... Like just two tone, just one color, just white and blue, like stamped image. The, the bottle's of, of definitely, a fountain. definitely one of my favorite bottles we've had in a while. And we've really had a lot of cool sc- bottles. Really old school bottle. Yeah, but, I, but I really like it. The whiskey itself, I'm going to say, um, yeah, I like the spiciness. I think it's smooth. It's got a really nice burn to it. Uh, it's a very full flavor. And uh, I am going to give it an 8.5. Five, yeah, eight point five. It's really nice. good. I'm giving it an eight, solid yeah. eight. V- very, very good. I mean, what can you say? Mine's on. My, yeah, it's it's very good. I would I would recommend this to anybody. And how much was this, Jeff? Do you remember? Um, it wasn't super cheap. It was about sixty euro. Okay, which is not cheap. But you guys have to keep in mind the thing is the one of the reasons all of the American whiskeys we buy are expensive is because it's like the import export tax. True. Like, like buying this bottle in the states is going to be cheaper than sixty it's euros. A, it's the same yeah. reason why Scotch in the states is like seven euro, where it's forty here. Yeah, yeah, and same reason why our the Irish whiskeys we get here are dirt cheap because we're right near Ireland, and and the same that same bottle. In California, cost five, ten dollars more. Exactly. It's, just, it's the way it is. So, so I don't actually know if it's an expensive whiskey, but I think it's also a rarer whiskey because it, it's the, these are smaller batches. So that's also going to increase the price as well. You know, that's what I mean? true too. Yeah. Um, so, so especially exporting to Europe. So it may be in the states, it's like forty dollars and not sixty dollars. I don't know. But yeah, either way, I recommend it to anybody who, who's uh, who's a rye guy like this guy right here. And is there a reason why you took the bottle and you were rubbing? it on the table um i thought there was a little smudge on the side i want to get it off but uh, i did not get it off so it is still smudged. was that worth doing that in a medium in which we're recording sound and you had to rub something to make some sound it was <laughs> okay. it was jeff um 
Except it wasn't because sometimes, because the smudge is still sometimes there. Sometimes we're the worst podcasters ever. We're doing shit that makes sound, and we're like, you why? I, I'm not. I'm not even. You know, <laughs> to wrap up everything, I'm not even sure we're even good at this at all. But we still have people listening to us. So uh, for all and all you people listening to us, all, all of you uh, AGDWers, <laughs> awful, awful. Uh, yeah, again, we uh, we really appreciate you all listening. Um, we're yeah, we still are are very humbled to know that you like listening to our dumb voices. Yeah, and we've received really daily messages from you guys, like really thoughtful messages and questions. And, you know, we, we keep getting uh, donations from you, which, uh, again, absolutely help us a huge deal because, again, yeah. we, we don't make money off this podcast and the, the donations help us. I really think the donations, especially from the past few months, in a way, and not to scare anybody, kind of prevented the podcast from ending because yeah. we did have a few months uh, completely without a, a sponsor and um, without the donations, it would have been really hard for us to, to to pay for website hosting and pay for podcast hosting and pay for uh, equipment and pay for Especially whiskey at, and pay for everything. Yeah. At that time, we, we, we lost a spot. Like we had no more sponsor right when we had to pay all of these things in a row. So uh, yeah, yeah. So suddenly we had like all these yearly annual fees. annual <laughs> renewal fees for like everything happening at once because i guess we booked them all at the same time a year ago yeah, exactly yeah. so uh yeah like yeah every, everyone listening right now um we really appreciate it you guys are amazing and uh on that note we again we cannot we're, we're, end we're, we're, cannot we're, end an episode we're doing anymore. the ramble man we're what doing are the ramble doing yeah. jeff this episode, just... this episode was ending like five minutes ago and we're still going anyways everyone uh stay safe stay healthy and stay thirsty excellent cheers those are really aggressive cheers. Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. This is another episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, you skipped ahead. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is another episode of a show. All right. <laughs>